Welcome everybody to another edition of OA News Overtime. I'm Jordan Hill with Justin Lee and hey, Jake Weiss. And Jake Weiss, a backwards, upside down, reverse and sideways edition of the uh, podcast. Of the OA News Overtime podcast. Yeah, we're doing a little bit different this week because we have a, a kind of longer interview. Uh, our friends at uh, the Bryan College Station Eagle, Travis yeah. Brown, Robert Cessna, they took some time and we both, uh, all four of us, really talked about the Everyone matchup. except Jake. Yeah, Jake was not, <laughs> not invited. But, yeah, you we, know. we all Zoomed together. So we've got like 20 minutes of that and we're going to slap that on here and we're going to call that a podcast. That'll so. be the end of it. And, <laughs> no, it's uh, a good conversation. Everybody will like it. It was very it was very informative, I really think, for both sides. Someone brought up the big Texas monkey story and it wasn't me. What an upset. I know, I know. I, I owe Jake 20 bucks. We made that <laughs> Before the before the zoom, it was fun. But so what we're gonna do is we're gonna do our picks first. Actually, okay. First, okay. The Atlanta Braves won the World Series. The Braves won the World Series. Jake, thoughts? I was happy for Jordan. That was very hey! nice. Jake was very nice. Justin was very nice. Winning big in Game Six. We're gonna we're working on uh, trying to do a, a big commemorative edition here in the Thursday edition. So if you haven't got this, comes out on Thursday. So. There you go. Go, go get it. Go get the paper. Yeah. It was, hopefully that we're still working on it, but yes. hopefully it comes out and it looks good. Fingers crossed. Yeah. And hey, it's fun to be a fan sometimes. Yeah, so, man. Who'd have thought? It's been a while. What a time, right? It was great. It was such a great experience. Jordan wrote a great column. Uh, you should definitely read it. Appreciate it's on, it's still that. Still on oanow.com. Uh, just about, you know, like everyone in this part of the country. Jake's from Texas. He doesn't know. But they're, everyone from here, I mean, the Braves are family. And, uh, I mean, it's, that's just how it is. And it's the only pro sports team that ha- really has a grapple on people here, I feel like, especially yeah. here in the Auburn area. For sure. Uh, but uh, but it really does. And, uh, you know, we Diamond, me and Diamond were looking at the map, and it's like to find another team. You have to go all the way to Houston yeah. or up to, like – Oh yeah, down to Tampa, but and those or teams up to like DC, and those teams in Tampa weren't there. I mean, that was right. the '90s yeah. before they got there, and Washington didn't have a team until like '04. Yeah, so yeah. And my favorite thing on Twitter has been uh, I've said you know everyone in everyone in the Southeast has some random Braves cup in their cupboard, and I had some people tweet me their random Braves cup. So if you haven't done that yet, let me let me see it. I want to see it. Yeah. Everyone's got one. This morning I was drinking so. orange juice from my NLCS cup. There like, you go. By God, it happened. <laughs> but, and it will continue to happen. Yeah, but uh, man, how special for a lot of people. A whole lot of people. Great times. It was a great experience. Tumors yeah. was rolled big time. Um, it's just a big deal for a lot of people a big deal and i was glad to take it in with jake and with justin and a bunch of other yeah. buddies on the beat that was fun we had a good time that was fun you know what else is fun what else is fun being Pick- wrong about football yeah we're about to do let's that right get into now it. let's we're, get into we're it we're gonna do our real expert picks i don't have the standings from last week but no uh, rest rest assured we're all pushing each other and we just want to go one and oh man yeah just we're just go going one, one, one game at a time we're all day today gotta go one and oh now because it's the playoffs high school playoffs are starting right let's start with 7a daphne at central phoenix city i think that Central's gonna roll central central wins baker at auburn high auburn auburn HS. Yes. Northridge at Opelika. Truthfully, I'd never heard of Northridge till this game. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the Bulldogs. Opelika. Opelika, too. All right. We're rolling through these. This one's going to be interesting. Tallahassee at Greenville. I'm going to kind of go with upset. I'm going to go with Tallahassee. I got to agree with you, Tallahassee. Oh, my gosh. Are we all on the Tigers? Which team has Jalen Daniels? Tallahassee. He's play- Look, man, he's playing well. He's playing well. Oh, they are? Yeah. No what answer. do you know? That's but a shame. Yeah. Jalen Daniels, Tigers. Jalen, you know, a player of the week candidate, the winner of the first week of the season, a player of the week 
candidate this week. We'll make you wait to find yeah, out. Yeah, who won? <laughs> who, who won? Who knows? Who, who knows? Say? Who could say? Real Town at Op. We're going to go with the fight in Justin Ferguson's. We're going with Op. Real Town. Is Op a two seed and Real Town a three? I believe so, yes. I'm going to pick Real Town because Real Town is a sneaky good team. I've been saying it all season. I'm going to pick Real Town to go up there and win that game. Dadeville at Slocum. I like Dadeville, but I'm going to go with Slocum. 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 Lafette at Ayrton. Is that how you say that? I don't have no idea. Well, that's Jordan. who I'm going with. <laughs> Lafette. Probably Ayrton. Yeah. Ayrton. Geneva County at Lynette. Man, Lo- where is that? I have no idea. Geneva County at Lynette. Got a big story coming out in the next few days about Lynette that I hope Ooh. you guys all read. Yep. And I'm going with the Panthers. Lynette. Number one ranked. They moved up in the ASWA poll just released today. Class 2A, yeah. Yeah, there you go. The Lynette Panthers are going to roll. Bessemer Academy at Lee Scott. Lee Scott's already played them once, beat them once. I say they go get them twice. Lee Scott. Give me Lee Scott. If only we had some sort of evidence as to what team is better. (laughs) Who could say? Lee Scott. All right. Glenwood at Morgan Academy. It's going to be tough. I think Morgan Academy is going to put the Gators out of the playoffs. I'll take Morgan Academy as well. Tough season for Glenwood, and they have four losses – all four to top ten teams. Mm. And not only that, three of them are to the, all the top three. But, uh, man, sometimes things just aren't going your way, and that just might be their season. I think Morgan Academy will win. To the college games, we're going to go to Michigan State at Purdue. I think that Michigan State's going to maintain its spot at number three. I'm going to pick the Spartans. Oh, boy. I'll take the Spartans as well. Oh, my gosh. This would be a perfect time for them to just lose to Purdue, and everyone's like – Big Ten. What's the spread, you think? Uh, I haven't looked at it, truthfully. Why wouldn't – I mean, gambling uh, – Yeah, entertainment purposes only. Yeah. Uh, I'll go Michigan State. Mississippi State at Arkansas. I'm going to say Mississippi State keeps it rolling. I'm going to pick the Bulldogs. I'll take Arkansas, but just because they're at home. Man, Mississippi State beat the brakes off of uh, Kentucky. Kentucky. And I think they're favored in this one. Oof. Oof. Man, I don't know. I haven't thought about these. Neither have I. What? Uh, you got to shoot from the hip, man. Has Arkansas had a bye week? Oh, we got a That's caller coming call. on. The caller. <laughs> You're call. on the air. You're on the air. Uh, Arkan- I'll pick Arkansas. Maybe things aren't that bad. I feel like Arkansas had a bye week. Both these teams might have had a bye week. No, uh, Mississippi, or, yeah, Mississippi State just beat Kentucky. Arkansas coming off the bye. All right, they didn't Ar- play. I don't think so. Yeah, because yeah, there was a few SEC teams who didn't. Picking Arkansas. Tennessee at Kentucky. I'm really tempted to pick Tennessee, but I'm going to go with Kentucky. Wildcats, you know who I'm picking. Yeah, I'll pick Kentucky. I guess the, the parity is, is just not there in the SEC this year. Florida at South Carolina. Surely it's not that bad for Dan Mullen yet. I'm picking Florida. Florida. <sighs> sure. If he loses this game, he's fired. <laughs> yeah. You can just go ahead. He is fired yeah. with a capital F. <laughs> yeah. UF. Uh, Yeah, I'll pick Florida. All right, the big game that I'm going to be at on Saturday, Auburn at Texas A&M. Let's talk about this one a little bit before, you know. Before we pitch to our conversation yes. with the good people and with our colleagues, yeah, our with colleagues. our eagle colleagues, <laughs> uh, what are we thinking, Jake? Jake, start us off because you know we've we've said our piece so often. We talked about it even in the post game, uh, you know, uh, podcast. What are you thinking coming into this one? You know, I really think Auburn. I don't think it'll be a runaway, but I just think Auburn. I mean. What's class like, Jake? What are the students? Are they confident? How do they feel? I mean, I, listen, yeah. just based on Twitter, which is a small, also insane sample size, 
Uh, Auburn fans are riding high right yeah. now, it seems like. What are, what's it like on campus? It's the same on campus. Um, Saturday, yeah. people loved it. People loved the orange lights. They love the orange face masks. Mm-hmm. I think students are pretty pretty pumped for the rest of the season, uh, even though Auburn's already got a couple losses. Yeah. Orange face masks, orange light show. That'll win you over. That'll win you over. Orange, you glad that you go to Auburn. So, it's just, you know. so they're back after the Georgia game, after all that. Yeah. They're back. Okay. All right. What are we thinking? How, how what are we thinking about this Auburn team? You know, I I always look back to I know it's been a couple seasons, but I always look back to Bo Nix's freshman year, 2019. They went into Kyle Field, mm-hmm. Auburn won, and you know I know since then a lot of talk's been about how Bo Nix plays on the road. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of the game I look at, and I'm like, well, he even back then he was just a freshman, and he still helped Auburn win. Mm-hmm. I kind of think Auburn's going to do it again. I, I don't really think Kyle Field's going to be too scary or spooky for Auburn. I, I think Auburn wins this. I don't think it'll be a runaway, but I'm not really nervous about Auburn's chances in this one. Wow. Wow. Very. Six and a half point dogs. Very detailed thoughts. And, uh, and Auburn fans are just convinced that, you know, they're just going to roll through there. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Jordan, but I'm going to pick I'm gonna pick Auburn. Uh, but we've talked about it like – and and obviously this was my maybe other obviously other people have other opinions but for me last week Auburn playing Ole Miss yes they're Ole Miss but you're at home coming off a bye at night you should win that game all you did in my mind all you did was hold serve mm-hmm. now I know a lot of Auburn fans are riding high I know a lot of them are like we're on we're, like, we're going to the playoffs but all you did was hold serve that's just how it is it's a game you shouldn't have lost and you didn't lose it. Mm-hmm. So now I look at Texas A&M, and my thing is, they're coming off a bye. They're at home. The reason I'm picking Auburn is because the game's at 2.30. Yeah. That might be the only reason. If it was at 6 p.m., which is the time slot they beat Alabama. Yeah. They'd be uh, hype. Yeah, it'd be hype. And I'm, I'm sure it'll be hype here, too. Um, you know, that two years ago, I feel like, was that an 11 a.m. game? It feels like it was. I don't know. Um, I it was afternoon, but. It, it was, was certainly CBS. daytime. It was CBS. You think? think? For sure. All right. Well, that's this one, then. So, uh, Yeah. But but I remember Auburn went there. Booby Willow had a great game. They just kind of took the crowd out of it. I yeah. think they could do that again. I think that was CBS, like a two thirty. I think it was either eleven or two thirty. Yeah, because yeah. it didn't. I remember get, daylight and Kellen Mon. Two yeah. things: daylight and <laughs> Kellen Mon. <laughs> That's all we remember. The rest of it was a blur. Yes. Um, but yeah, but but uh, I you know I I look at that. Um, I say hey, it's it's not at night, and then I look at. You know, their quarterback situation has been dicey this whole time. They've had rotten luck with people getting hurt. Hmm. Um, I was telling Jordan, like, this 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 guy, they beat South Carolina in a route, but he was still, like, 12 of 24. Yeah, with Zach Calzada. Maybe with an interception. Uh, I would. I mean, he didn't win the quarterback battle coming into the year. Yeah, so. Right. Yeah. right. King got hurt. Right. It's a tricky deal, and it's like – but I mean, the, hey man, the path is there for Auburn to get to that winner-take-all Iron Bowl, and uh, I mean, if you do that, that's you can't look past that. But that's a Sweet 16 game in the college football playoff. Yep, it really is. And uh, so, um, so yeah, I, it's 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 looking up for. I think you you might be catching Texas A&M at at not the right time, even though they are coming off a bye. Uh, this might be the right time to play them, yeah. especially with Auburn with the confidence coming mm-hmm. after Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. So. And Owen Papo back. That Owen helps. Papo, yeah. T.D. Moultrie back. Yeah. Sounds pretty good to me. We'll see, man. It's going to be – I don't know. It's going to be harder than I think a lot of the fans are expecting. I mean, that's fair. What do you think? All right, let's do our pick then, I guess, Jordan. I'm, what are, I'm what picking Auburn. I feel pretty good. I mean, I think it'll be close, but 
I'm saying 24-19, Auburn finds a way to get a big win in College Station. 24-19. Oh. What do you got, Jake? You already uh, picked Auburn, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I didn't give a score. Though. Yeah, you don't got to give a score if you don't. If you, I mean, I just meant – I just remembered mine. It's not – Yeah, I, I can't really think of a score. It'll be close, but I don't think Auburn – I think it'll be kind of like the old Miss game. Auburn will be comfortable most of the game. Mm, all right, I'll pick Auburn 30-24. to 24. Uh, come up with some defensive – win that turnover battle and you win the game. Yeah. Two to one, one to nothing, whatever you got to do. Win the turnover batter, battle, and I think Auburn wins this game. Uh, and right now Bo's playing extremely well. Uh, you know, you hope he doesn't have an interception. Uh, everyone's holding on to the ball lately. So, yeah, win the turnover battle and you win the game, I think. I still don't know if that means Auburn is like a top eight team. I, I don't know, but all that matters is one game at a time. So, uh, we'll see. Well, let's throw it to uh, where we got a little bit more in-depth about yeah, both teams, uh, to Travis and Robert, those guys at the Eagle. Um Pretty fun conversation, and uh, hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. What's going on, everyone? I'm Travis Brown with the Bryan College Station Eagle. We have a we have a Lee Enterprises group hangout here. Thanks, Lee. Uh, our, our sister paper of the Opelika Auburn News, uh, Justin Lee and Jordan Hill are joining us. Uh, also, we have Robert Cessna down there from the Eagle. It's going to be great times talking Texas A&M and Auburn this week in a, in a little sister paper joint venture we like to have here. Guys, Jordan, Justin, what's going on? Not much. Uh, just getting ready for another another big game. Looking forward to This will be the first time I've ever been to Kyle Field, so I'm looking forward to that. Oh, wow. Cool. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Well, we'll start with, uh, with both of y'all from the Auburn perspective, and either one of y'all can jump in or both of y'all can jump in. What is the biggest storylines? What's the biggest thing that Auburn fans are watching in this matchup coming up this weekend? Well, I mean, I'll tell you right now. Uh, what's up, guys? How's it going? Uh, the, the biggest thing that, that Auburn fans are doing is looking ahead right now to a winner-take-all Iron Bowl. That's there. That's what everyone's looking at for, from the Auburn perspective. And that's what, the, that's, uh, you know, that's what that Ole Miss win meant to them. And it's something I've been thinking about kind of all day is uh, just – and, and this week I've been thinking, uh, you know, Auburn beat Ole Miss uh, when when they they were at home uh, in a big game coming off of a bye. And now suddenly the shoe's on the other foot going to Texas A&M. Texas A&M is coming off of a bye hosting Auburn. And uh, this is where, you know, me and Jordan every single week, it's like we're going to learn more about this Auburn team. Auburn's crazy. We'll never know. We'll never know what Auburn's going to do. Uh, but every week it's like, we'll learn more this week. So here we are again saying, Hey, we're going to learn more this week. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing is, you know, uh, because of Texas A&M's win over Alabama, Auburn knows if Auburn goes there and wins, uh, all it has to do is split with South Carolina and Mississippi state, just win one of those games and the iron bowl could be winner take all, uh, for the SEC West, which is what, that's what every Auburn fan is eyeing right now. And sort of to jump off of what Justin was just saying, I mean, everything right now seems to be trending up for Auburn. Bo is probably playing the best. You know, Bo Nix, the quarterback, is probably playing the best stretch of ball in his career. The defense, uh, we heard, you know, all week, and, and rightfully so, about the Ole Miss offense, how they're going to go for it on fourth down. Ole Miss went one for four against Auburn defense and, and scored the lowest amount of points since Lane Kiffin got to Oxford. Everything's trending up, and, and I'll ask this question to you guys. Uh, you know, Justin also kind of hit on this as well. 
the shoe's sort of only other foot for Auburn playing this Texas A&M team. Who's won three in a row, sitting there six and two, and obviously got that big win against Alabama. What sort of y'all's feel for this Aggies team, where it stands right now, and, and maybe even the energy around the team coming off of a bye week, getting ready for this Auburn game? Cecil, I'll let you have it first. Well, here's the deal is I think they're going to be at the best point of the season, only because since the start, this was a top 10 team going in, but all those question marks, meaning quarterback and offensive line, really slowed this team down early along with injuries. But now they've solidified their lineup. They know what their offensive line line is going to be like. Uh, they're pretty excited the way they played the last four games. Of course, Calzada's, for good or bad, he's the quarterback. He started six games. I mean, I guess uh, five, six games, five, six games. And then you you add in that they've got players that were hurt who were back, particularly at wide receiver lane, uh, you know, along with Chapman. So I think confidence-wise and health-wise, uh, they're about the best. So when you look at this matchup, guys, that's why I think both teams have to feel real good about where they're at. I, I, you're, you're right. Ain't having an extra week, but sometimes Jimbo's lost that game coming off uh, a bye week. And I think a lot of times if you win like Auburn that did, didn't get any big injuries, confidence will override that open week that A&M had. Yeah, I think that a lot of people are curious to see if the A&M team that beat Alabama is really this A&M team or if they were more like the teams that lost to Arkansas and lost to Mississippi State because you're not really going to glean that much against the South Carolina team and the Missouri team that are at the bottom of the conference. Those were going to be sure wins, uh, even if it wasn't the team that showed up to Alabama and beat the Crimson Tide. So this is the first real test that A&M has had since – that Alabama game. And is it, is this A&M team really that team that beat Alabama? Because if it is, there actually could be a shot that they could uh, push this thing to the limit. And if, if, if the iron bowl comes down to uh, Auburn winning that, that A&M could push into uh, the, that, that SEC title game spot. It, it's fun because we're actually talking about other than maybe on the East side, what could happen on the West side in the SEC title game. And that's something a little bit different from years past. Cease, what do you got for these guys? Yeah, I'm interested about – I'm looking at this game. I think it's going to be decided in the trenches because I know, uh, you know, with the, with uh, Bigsby, out, Auburn can run the ball. Uh, option – not option quarterbacks, but dual-threat quarterbacks have really given A&M problems in games they lose. You look at – they lost to Arkansas. You know, I'm going back in past history. Uh, you know, dual-threat quarterbacks have caused him trouble. And I feel that, you know, a and strength is that defensive line. And as I mentioned, the offensive line is coming on. But when I look at this Auburn team and the outside looking in, I think they have the physicality to handle, you know, to match themselves with A&M, whether it's running the ball or stopping the run. And then they have the veteran quarterback. I was wondering how you guys see that matchup in the trenches. I think it'll probably decide the game, and uh, I'll be interested to hear what Justin has to say because you talked about the dual threat, and I feel like with Bo playing the way he is, a big part of that is that they've kind of incorporated the run, you know, his running ability more into the the, uh, the game plan. Uh, the Georgia State game, they almost lost uh, that Bo got pulled and, and they put T.J. Finley in for. I think he might have ran twice, and that might not have – those two plays might not have even been design runs. They might have been scrambles. I think that Mike Bobo's kind of figured out how to best use Bo. 
Um, but uh, two, with the offensive line, it seems like things are finally trending in the right direction. Uh, that was a big concern during the 2020 season. Uh, Will Friend has gotten a lot of credit. We talked to Brandon Council, one of the starting guards after uh, the Ole Miss win. I mean, he was giddy. He was like, I told you guys. He was like, I told you guys that we, you know, just basically give us some time. And he talked about chemistry, that like with the pass protection, where it is right now. Uh, it's just a matter of these guys um, having played – a lot of those guys played together last year. Uh, and in 2020, uh, Nick Brahms, the center, the center, was the only returning starter. So you had all those other guys trying to break in, trying to figure out how to play together. I think you're starting to see the real strides as far as that goes uh, with that group. And then on the other side of uh, the defensive line, I mean, Colby Wooden has been playing like a man possessed uh, the last uh, two games. So it's going back three weeks now. Uh, he has been named SEC defensive lineman of the week. Uh, he's played great. They've gotten uh, some good production from guys like Eku Leota, TD Moultrie. Um, so, yeah, I think that you're right to, to really center on um, the, the line play uh, uh, on both sides of the ball because uh, things to be really interesting. But, uh, Justin, what sort of your thoughts? Uh, and even, too, going back to Bo, the way he's been running. Well, I'll start with, like, the offensive line has played better. Um, if Texas A&M strength is its defensive line, that should be a concern for Auburn. Um, one of the things that they, they haven't really been able to uh, accentuate the, their offensive line the way they want to, uh, it's, it's like a domino effect because uh, it goes back to the receivers haven't been stepping up, so they've been playing their best receiving tight end. I mean, Auburn fired their receivers coach, what, four games, five games into the season. That was a major, major problem here that has been the wide receivers. Uh, so then you can't – then you don't have a fullback out there. You, you know what I mean? You're running your pass-receiving tight end out there. Uh, so the offensive line has had a lot of struggles, but it has gotten better uh, because they did start using Bo, which they should have been doing from the beginning of the season. Uh, but after that LSU game, you know, you guys saw the highlight where he was scrambling around and, uh, you know, everyone in the country saw that highlight that night, scrambling around, throwing, throwing a miracle touchdown. Uh, after that, uh, they've really started using his uh, legs more. And he's had four, uh, four rushing touchdowns in the last four games. And he had, you know, he had two, uh, two against Ole Miss, I'm pretty sure. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they're doing, they're doing a much better job of, Using Bo, and obviously that helps your running game with with Tank Bigsby, you know, going between the tackles uh, when you're effective, uh, you know, getting creative with with stuff like that. They've, they've gotten creative using Sean Shivers out of the backfield, too. So the O-line is not good. They've been better, and uh, it's just a matter of the way they've been able to kind of help hide the weaknesses uh, by using Bo with his legs more and, you know, using Sean Shivers out of the backfield more. Uh, I think they're doing that. But like you said, if, if, if D-line is a strength for Texas A&M, that could pose problems for Auburn for sure. You know, what about guys, you know, on the outside looking in, I, can, I always remember, you know, Bo coming in here as a freshman, getting that big win. But then I, I saw some TV games when A&M wasn't playing that he just really sucked on the road, so to speak. But now I look at his stats for this year, and I'm seeing, like, not a lot of mistakes, even though I knew early in the year, you know, some people were saying Finley would be the quarterback maybe by the time A&M got there. But when I look at his stats, what jumps out to me, just not a lot of major mistakes. Like, about two interceptions, I'm saying, like, wow, uh, what happened? Did, uh, is that Bobo? Is that Harson? You know, by the way, I didn't think Harson was a home run hire. When they hired him, I go, okay, that guy's okay, but – 
you know, I thought uh, Gus was a pretty much an offensive genius and here they're six and two. So that's kind of a long question with about three prongs, but I didn't think Harson was a home run hire and I'm surprised at Bo Nix and it looks like Bobo's doing a good job. So are those correct observations? Uh, by the no, way, we're changing we're changing the name of this podcast to "Sucks on the Road," so to speak. So we'll, just, <laughs> we'll move on. We'll move on from there. Y'all go. Y'all go ahead, guys. Go ahead, Lee. I was going to say I've got a lot of strong opinions about Bonex. Uh, his <laughs> his season this year it really turned for him in that LSU game. You guys have got to remember, and a lot of your you know AM listeners probably haven't followed how this season has gone for Auburn. Uh, that that they went to Penn State and lost. Then they played Georgia State, and Bo got benched. He got pulled out of the game. Uh, couldn't get anything going. Like I said, he had no runs. He was just trying to be a pocket passer, and it wasn't working. And then they went down to LSU, and he ran around like his hair was on fire, and it was amazing, and they won the game. And, uh, and, and ever since then, they've really done a better job implementing him in the running game, and it's almost like they realized – uh, that week, hey, this is who Bo is. He's not going to be – we can't just trade his creativity for efficiency. We can't make him a pocket passer. We can't make him what he's not. We're going to turn him into – we're going to let him loose to be the up-and-down, you know, wild man that he is. And, uh, and, and, and I don't know – and my thing is, the thing that we'll never know is if, if they went down to LSU saying, uh, hey, we're going to adjust our breakdowns more. Here's what you can do, Bo. We're going to let you loose. Or if Bo went down there and said, I'm going to – I got a bench. I got nothing to lose. I'm going to run around and do, do what I used to do in high school. And, uh, but either way, either way, uh, like Jordan said earlier, this is the best stretch of his career. Uh, he played super efficient at Arkansas. And, and yeah, the road – the road thing was his his big, you know, the monkey on his back, his, his whole career. Um, you know, the, the only win, I guess, was at Kyle Field that I would always point to to say he at least did that. You know, he at least beat Oregon at a neutral site. But, yeah, there were a lot of times where he did play a lot worse on the road, like at South Carolina last year. Uh, but I think he's, I think he's, 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 you know, bucked that trend. I think he's, he's done a good job of it this year. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Jordan? As, yeah. well, I'm, I'm going to jump in here real quick and say, as the papers that cover the rival teams of both Alabama and Texas, I was wondering if monkeys were going to get brought up into this podcast ah. today. So, I don't know. Anyway, wow. go ahead, Jordan. Go ahead, wow. Jordan. Wow. Now, now I'm just totally off, off the wall. Filter. Totally yeah. off filter. Uh, no, I think Justin hit the biggest thing. Um, I think with Bo. You hear with him that he always says he's a competitor. And, you know, that's a little bit of coach speak. His dad's Patrick Nix played at Auburn, longtime high school coach, college coach. But I really think that that week that he got benched, I do kind of think it lit a fire under him. And I think, it, he, you know, he, you know, whatever it was that made him decide, you know, he was going to step it up or, you know, if he and the coaches kind of got on the same wavelength of what they needed to do to work, uh, it's worked. I mean, he, he has figured things out. I wanted to answer Robert's question about Brian Harson. I thought that, uh, and I think Justin came up with this headline when he was hired. The headline we ran was out of the blue um, since he was from Boyd. Oh, that's good. Uh, that was, I think that was Justin. So. Hey, that's a home run, man. Wow. But, but, <laughs> but that's how it felt. I mean, and Justin could probably speak to this too, but I hadn't really heard any kind of rumblings about, you know, Brian Harson. It was clear that the, the search was taking a while and there were names that got hot and they got cold and then heard about them. Then you didn't hear about them. Um, but, you know, a lot of credit to Brian Harson with the questions that have been around him and the uncertainty and the fact he's never coached in the SEC. 
you know, there was a lot of what I think would be called, you know, justifiable, I guess, concern would maybe be the best word to use, uh, especially in his first year. How was he going to fit? How was he going to step in uh, to an Auburn team that, you know, has been on the cusp of, um, you know, going back to the SEC championship since 2017, who just two years ago beat Alabama and Jordan-Hare. Um, you know, this wasn't like a total rebuild, and, and you're hiring a guy that had never coached in the southeast outside of a couple of years at Texas. Um, but so far, he's done a really good job, you know. I think that uh, there were some definite um, growing pains early on, and, uh, you know, that Georgia State game, I think had they lost that game, the conversations we would be having right now is like a 180. I mean, that, that we talked about it after the fact. That could have been the worst loss in Auburn program history. And now you're talking about a team that is on the cusp of maybe, you know, playing for the SEC West and at the very least stands right now number 12 in the nation. I mean, it's just wild. And, and again, I think a lot of credit goes to, to how Harson has managed things and We'll see if they're able to keep that up. There's a consistency that he seems to bring, and that, that'll be big. I, that'll be what I'm looking for this week. It's like, don't get too high after beating Ole Miss, because ultimately you should have won that game anyway, right? And then go messing around losing at Texas A&M. He preaches this consistency, preaches this 1-0 mentality thing. It's boring, but it is what it is. And, you know, sometimes you need to be boring. And uh, I, I think this is a big week where he could prove that that mentality, that one and oh thing, all that coach speak really plays, it pays off. You know, uh, I think I, it's, it, 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 his whole thing is, is interesting. You know, like the path, you see the path, the, the idea is here's this guy, you know, at Boise State who turned three stars into five stars, right? Okay, we need you to come to Auburn and turn four stars into six stars. Because you're you're trapped between Alabama and Georgia, so it wasn't a, it wasn't just the trendy ex Alabama assistant you know that they hired. They went and they did something else. They went and did something else, and uh, and and so you're seeing it here. We'll see how recruiting goes eventually. Uh, that's obviously you know I used to think that 99% of college football is recruiting, and now I think 100% of college football is recruiting. So we'll see how we'll see how recruiting goes. Uh, but here you go, Travis. How about this? If Brian uh, wins this Saturday, he'll have top 15 wins over Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M. And you could call him the pole assassin. How about that? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I want to ask, but how long, were you, how long were you sitting on that? Were you just – was that <laughs> – I was saying three straight wins over teams in the top fifteen in the poll. What else? That might be the headline we run. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. Jimbo. Auburn's just a faceless team. They're all faceless, nameless. You know, we just we just go. You know, we just go out. We got to worry about us. We can't worry about the opposition. Auburn is faceless and nameless, and they got a nameless coach. So you should, should great. After this podcast, I don't know if I should have put our corporate name at the beginning of it. I don't know if that's going to come up on. Some social sure. algorithm or there could be a lot something. of open, there could be a lot of openings in Lee Associates for whatever for sports people you know? at Auburn and, and yeah. Brian Auburn and Brian College yeah. Stations. So guys, what do you, what do you, what else y'all need to know about Texas A and M and what, what's what's uh, what's coming up for 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 this game? Two two questions for you guys. You mentioned Zach Calzada. Just tell me a little bit about your impressions of him, and then off of that, just looking at this Auburn matchup, sort of your expectations, and if you guys feel like making predictions, have at it. Yeah, I'll start. Uh, Zach Calzada is is certainly a guy that's that's grown into the position. I think that um, you know 
by by the second game, by the Mississippi State game, where he takes a safety at the end of the game when they have a chance to actually uh, come down and 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 have the ball at the end of the game, they uh, fans were calling for the for for uh, boast the the, the walk on backup quarterback just to kind of be like you know what the heck let's see what he's got. Uh, then he goes out and beats Alabama in, in almost a nearly spotless game. I mean, the only he went 10 for 10 to start the game, and the only uh, incomplete pass he had was actually the interception uh, there at the end of the first half. It was really, really good, and, and kind of everybody jumped on board. In the last two games, it's been a little bit of a mixed bag. I know uh, during Missouri, they wanted to throw the ball out to the flat a lot in, in screens and, and little wheel routes, and he, he's a guy who has an absolute – cannon of an arm but he'll th- he'll use that cannon at short range and long range and he just learning that touch even J- uh, Jalen Widermeyer A&M's uh, tight end said the one thing he'd like to see him improve on a little bit is having those those touch passes whether that is a little bit of a fade or it is getting it over the defensive end into the flat and so uh, I-, I think with one of, with the defensive uh, line that AM is facing this week in Auburn, and at times the offensive line has had trouble getting a push for uh, AM's running backs to, to, to get a little bit of space to run in, they might try to utilize some of those passes to the flats. And if he still is throwing it right into the hands of the defensive end or, or trying to take his head off with a you know 98-mile-per-hour fastball, uh, it, it might not go so well, and it might look like some of the stop and start that they had uh, against Missouri in the passing game, of course they could just run the ball the entire game and and probably could have won that game uh, hands down. Um, so yeah, I, I think along with the team because this team has gone the way of the quarterback this year. If um, Zach Calzada is more like the guy that beat Alabama, I mean the sky's the limit for AM. If he's the guy more like that 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 lost to Mississippi State and, and lost to Arkansas and, and struggled with consistency, struggled with accuracy, then I, I think it's going to be a tough one for AM. Cease, what do you think? I think it's a, it's a big point moving forward when you consider that he's going to go against Bo Nix and Matt Carroll, Corral, whatever the hell his name is, in the next couple <laughs> of weeks. But then when you consider that he's still going to have to make four or five plays probably for AM to win these next two games. So I thought he overachieved against Alabama, and let's be honest, against uh, you know Missouri and South Carolina, Travis could have quarterbacked, and they'd have won by double digits. So you know I think it's this is really a telling time for Zach Calzada. He doesn't have to win the game, but he can't lose the game. And he he's thrown some, he stared down some receivers, led to interceptions, he's missed guys, he throws the ball too hard, it might bounce off at the wrong time. So he's got a great running game. He's got all his wide receivers back. AM's defense is playing well. So it's not so much I think Calzada has to win the game. He can't lose the game. So I, I think a lot of things, I'm looking at the line of scrimmages. I think that's huge. I think Calzada is huge because I think you got to give Auburn a check with, with Knicks. He's won here. Uh, see what happens. I will go with the home field, uh, four and a half. I think this is a field goal game going in. The more I study it, just because there's enough going on, on both sides for these teams to really be ready to play this game. And in that instance, I'll go with the home team. Yeah. And the other thing to point out that Cease did kind of point out is that this is one of the first games really all season that they've been 100 percent healthy. Um, they lost almost all of their starting wide receiver core early on. Hez Jones isn't going to come back, but they got Caleb Chapman back, who's kind of their deep threat. Uh, Anaya Smith has been there, but Chase Lane was out two games. 
one of their veteran receivers. And so there was some growing pains with putting Demon Demas, uh, a, a young guy in there, and Moose Muhammad and um, some, uh, uh, who else? Uh, Jalen Preston is like on and off guy that's been done pretty well, but he kind of had to shake the rust off, it seemed like a little bit. Now they're going to have Chapman back. They're going to have Chase Lane back. Anaya Smith is going to be able to run his kind of normal slot type stuff. And then they have some guys now with experience in Demas uh, and 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 Jalen Preston that'll be able to to slot in there at times. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how having that full wide receiver core back healthy 100% with two weeks of practice under their belt uh, will do for them. You know, I think that um, with them being healthy, I I, I think A&M, I'll take A&M by by a touchdown. I think uh, it's still going to be close, but I think think Seth Small will get the week off this week as far as game-winning field goals goes, and uh, it'll it'll be by touchdown. What What do you guys have? I've kind of gone back and forth, but I feel like I've done that pretty much. It goes back to what Justin was saying, how every week we go, oh, we'll learn a little bit more about this team. I'm giving the edge to Auburn. I think my pick was 24-19 in the paper that will come out later. I don't know. I just have a feeling that they've kind of got a little momentum. Uh, I think that that Ole Miss win, especially for the defense, I mean, the Ole Miss had so many opportunities to strike, and the the Auburn defense did a really good job slowing them down. So – um, I think it's going to be a very close game. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if A&M, especially being at home, uh, could get the edge. But I just think that Auburn seems to have gotten things figured out, has a little bit of momentum, is feeling good, um, and, and Bo Nix is playing his best ball. So I'm going to give the edge to Auburn, but I think it's going to be a really exciting game. Is it going to be chalk with you, Justin? Well, I keep going back and forth, and of course, because it's Auburn, it's chaos. That's just that's the nature <laughs> of business. But, uh, but uh, I so last week when Auburn hosted Ole Miss, I picked. I, you know, everyone wanted to pick Ole Miss because of their offense, and everything else. And cert- I certainly did. But I thought, man, Auburn at home at night, coming off of a bye, should not lose to Mississippi schools. They should win this game. They should hold serve. And now I really want to pick A and M at home, coming off of a bye. Uh, to hold serve, but then I, I got two reasons. One, it's at 2.30. I'd love to hear what you guys think about the what the energy and the atmosphere would be, but then the other thing is the road team always wins this game, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. <laughs> so so I think I will pick Auburn 27-21 or something, but I do want to know, do you guys like it? Do you, th- you guys think it'll be electric? Like, what do you guys think the environment will be? Is everyone back on board, you know, after that Alabama win and and just what do you think it'll be like? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that there is some level of, uh, especially with the students having missed out some on last year with the COVID season and restrictions and things like that. Uh, I mean, you, you look at, they, they were in the middle of losing to miss to Mississippi state and taking safety sacks at the end of the game. And they already had people lined up pitching tents during the game for the next week's, uh, ticket pull for for uh, Alabama. The crowd has been great at Kyle Field this year, and that's why I think. I mean, I think it's a little bit cliche to say the twelfth man, and they're going to be uh, great and strong and everything. This, but I think actually, and Cease, you could, but you you've been around a lot longer. You can you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. This, but I think the crowd has had more of an effect on the game this season than in any of the five that I've I've been covering A and M. Just because I think there is a little bit of that desire of what but what they missed out on last year with it being smaller crowds. What do you think? Yeah, here's the deal is I asked Damani Richardson, he'd rather play at 2.30 or 6. He said he'd much rather play at 6. And I think there's no doubt players like playing at night. They, they get jacked up for that. Fans do. So I think 
Auburn catches a little break that it's it's not not a six o'clock game. That being said, is all you got to remember when AM played their two thirty game last year against Florida and twenty five thousand was here. Dan Mullen, who might not be the coach that's much longer in Florida, said, you know, it sounded like there was fi- there was fifty had to be fifty thousand people there. So that's how much the crowd is into it. Uh, so you know, AM will definitely have the home field advantage, but We've seen this before. Uh, the thing I'm always amazed at is if the other team does something, you can make – I don't care how your home field advantage is. If you make plays, you put the other crowd quiet. You can quiet the other crowd. And uh, I can remember uh, – Travis is right. The Alabama game was was absolutely one of the top probably four atmospheres, you know, in my time in the last, you know, 20, 30 years. I can re- remember. I can't remember farther back than that, even though I was here. So – the crowd will be an advantage, but not what it's would. And let's be honest, if you look at the media coverage, this is dead even. I mean, you just got two great sports. <laughs> I mean, as the only AP top – I don't think – neither one of y'all have an AP top 25 vote, right? Hey, 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 easy, oh, you do? easy. Oh, so we actually have two. We have two yes. pole assassins on this, on this podcast. Travis yes. didn't do his homework. Yeah, um. sorry. Sorry, there you go. Well, uh, for, for me and Robert Cessna, for those of you watching <laughs> on the uh, Auburn uh, paper website, you can find our stuff at, um, at uh, theeagle.com and click the little Aggie sports link and you'll find everything from the A&M perspective. Uh, Robert tweets from at Aggie underscore sports. I'm at Travis underscore L underscore Brown. And for our readers, Justin and Jordan, where can they find your stuff? Yeah, go to oanow.com and at aublog on Twitter. And I'm at Jordan Davis Hill on Twitter. Uh, Lee, uh, hit me up with your Twitter uh, Twitter username. I can't remember. Oh, it's by Justin Lee, like a byline. B-Y, Justin Lee. There you go. Mm-hmm. I think Lee, I've been blocked. Also, I think I've been blocked like it's, the rest it's, of it's all. It's Jordan Halloween. Is that still the? No, nah, oh. since we're past Halloween, we're back to gotcha. Davis Hill. But, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll have something cooking for Christmas. <laughs> there you go. Follow there you me, go. Mom. Don't follow me. Well, big my, thanks. My my Twitter's just follow Travis. The, yeah. Well, actually, so someone I, I got sent a, a link. Someone from the Big Twelve, one of our buddies, there they had a student who was compiling. Uh, uh, information for AP top 25 voters and they said Robert Sesson had your email and then it literally just listed my Twitter account for you because I am just your secretary in voice so that's apparently what is happening there but anyway hey thanks so much for uh, joining us Jordan and Justin thanks so much for watching on whatever website you're watching on uh, in the Lee Enterprise Network uh, and uh, if you're if you're watching on our site we'll see you next week and I'm sure these guys will will see the Auburn fans next week as well thanks so much everybody